Hello and welcome to Arcade Couch, the best place to chill your friends get your gaming goodness each and every Monday. My name's Dylan Blight. Join me on the couch this week, Ashley Hobley. Hey Dylan, excited to be here and excited to the thought that all these people who bought a bunch of NST, NFTs in Ghost Recon Breakpoint are not going to have any use for them anymore. As someone, as someone who didn't care enough to either read the story weeks ago or even read it today to laugh at it like what is actual like do you know what's the actual they're just there? stopping product they're not doing anymore on break breakpoint so they made nfts for the game yep people brought them presumably yeah and now they're yeah. stopping them and people have no use for these nfts yeah cool i mean you could still play the game and you can still have your exclusive one-of-a-kind dlc hmm. But, you know, no one's going to buy it off you, would you imagine, because there's no practical use for it. Can I tell you the biggest disappointment I've had in a celebrity recently? Do you want to guess who it is? NFT related? I don't know. There's so many. It's, it's a, they like pop up constantly. Someone like who- Reese Witherspoon has been like heavy on like come on, all the NFTs. Someone who's like- Larson recently. Someone who's like would be in my like, you know, someone I appreciate. Not fucking Reese Witherspoon. Oh no, Spielberg's doing an NFT <laughs> movie? No, Kevin Smith. Oh no! Yeah. So he's like selling his uh, latest movie as an NFT. Fucking. I'm just dead inside, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I'm like, no! <laughs> Why, Kevin? <laughs> Why? What's the point? I fucking don't know. Um. Anyway. NFTs, whatever. Uh, this week on the show, the BAFTAs in a second. Max Payne's getting a remake. We're getting a new Monkey Island. Going into the metaverse. We're already there, apparently. Um, Kirby sucked up a Grammy. Some other things. I'll talk a bit about Pokemon, because I've been sick and I've played some more Pokemon. Otherwise, not that much to discuss, because I don't know if that much has happened. Fuck knows. I've been off sick all week. Listen to RK Couch Between the Cushions for more on that. Or you should just have your eyes on Twitter where everyone's been, we've been having some jokes between everyone at Explosion Network. The COVID has been going around the office. 50%. <laughs> uh, COVID around the Explosion Network offices, that's for sure. Um, so, yeah, I got to be honest, coming into this week's episode, I feel like we literally just recorded the last episode. The week's just sort of, you know, right off. Been a blow. Yeah. So, I'm like, when I was collecting news stories this, this afternoon, I was like, is that all that's happened? <laughs> like, so, I mean, I'm not going to complain because, like, it means we don't have to record an episode that's like two hours long we've already recorded some of things and by the end of it mm. my throat will be like <laughs> but um <laughs> so that's good um let's start with the baftas so 2022 baftas happened kataki writes the bafta game boards kicked off this morning and it was a good time for the australian video game industry this year's awards saw Returnal taking home three awards, including the BAFTA's best game, while It Takes Two and Ratchet Clank Rift Apart saw themselves each winning two awards. Outside of those big boys, this year's BAFTA awards, uh, game awards seem to be a celebration of the indie world of gaming, with Chicory, a colourful tale, inscription, and Before Your Eyes, I'll taking home awards as well. What really got me hooting and hollering, writes, who wrote this? Ruby, Akatabi. Um... Hooting and Hurry, though, was the well-deserved awards given to Unpacking and The Artful Escape, two indie games made by Australian developers Witchbeam and Beethoven and Dinosaurs, respectively. Witchbeam took home two awards, Narrative and 
EE Game of the Year, while Beethoven and Dinosaur received the Artistic Achievement Award. Makes sense. It's in the name. Nothing feels better than seeing two great games come out of the incredible Australian indie game industry scene and rightfully rewarded for their fantastic work. Um, yeah, what do, you, what do you think of this year's uh, BAFTA winners? Considering um, I feel like more people pay attention to this stuff, the BAFTA Game Award stuff now, and um, their, their picks for winners are, you know, Continually proved to be sort of outside the <laughs> the norm. Yeah, I guess. Outside so, the norm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it's cool. It's like another great award ceremony, and like obviously, it's it's well, it's it's really the baptism of video games. It's like mm. it's almost almost like on the same level as the Academy Awards, the, the BAFTAs, arguably. Um, so yeah, obviously a very high honor, and like obviously cool to see uh, Australian studios getting some love. Um. Yeah, very cool. Um, and I think you know I'll, I'll fill in for Kieran and say yes. Thank God they didn't give Game of the Year to It Takes Two, game that doesn't deserve any awards. I mean, it's but crazy. Okay, come awards. Still crazy that um Returnal won. Don't you think? I think so. I mean, it's it's hard because like every year there's like kind of weird. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't see was, uh, Returnal win anything, though. You know what I mean? Like, I, I saw Returnal no, get nominated. Yeah. I never saw Returnal win Game of the Year, any other major outlet. Yeah? But it was in the conversation. I mean, yeah, the I'm not complaining. Time, so. Like, for sure, I'm not complaining. Like, um, but well, yeah, like- the BAFTAs haven't exact. They haven't had, like, the been exactly in line with everybody else. Like, last year, Hades went to it, uh, which I think the Game Award went to Last of Us, too. Uh, year before, their best game was Out of Wilds. Uh, which definitely wasn't anyone else's, I don't think. It was a, 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 uh, some people's. Uh, some people's. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then year before that was God of War, which was pretty mainstream. Yeah. Uh, year before that, 2017, What Remains of the Finch. Was that the first year? Interesting choice. Nope. No, okay. <laughs> I thought that was for some reason. Then year before that was Uncharted 4. 2015 was Fallout 4. 2014, Destiny. 2013, Last of Us. I love The Last of Us. Super fan. 2012, Dishonored. Oh. 2011, Portal 2. For some reason I thought they only started doing the Battle Game Awards like... No, this 2000s. is 2010, Mass Effect 2. Okay. 2009, Arkham Asylum. 2008, Mario Galaxy. <laughs> 2007, Bioshock. 2006, uh, I don't think they've got a best game. That's weird. Oh, game Tom Clancy? No, they can't. No, they started at Bioshock. No, that that was the fourth, fourth annual. Uh, I don't think there wasn't a best game. Oh no, best game went to Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon: Advanced Warfighter. That is, I just didn't believe that would be possibly the answer. <laughs> that's that's what the problem was. Uh, two thousand four best uh, game was Half Life Two. Uh, and the first annual British Academy Game Awards in 2003, the best game uh, was Call of Duty. Which one? Call what? of Duty, the first one. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Um, that, yeah, the other thing I thought was uh, worth shouting out from this one relating to Returnal was a uh, uh, performer in the leading role went to Jane Perry for Returnal as well. Yeah. Quite a, a role that I feel a lot of people weren't um, giving enough yeah. credit to. We did, just want to say. 
I think she was. Was she number one? No. Or was she? Fucked if I remember. She was definitely in our. T- she was in our top five, though. I she can't was in the top five. I can't remember the order. I can't remember what the order was. <laughs> I can't remember the order. Let's do it live. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no. Um, no, I think it, it's obviously she was someone who'd been nominated like a bunch of times for a bunch of different uh, awards. So like for her to get the win, I think very cool. Uh, and from what I understand, like very, very well deserved. Yeah, because I, I most people are just always bringing up what's the fuck last year, um, which we had nails as well. I think um, life She's is strange, and who was number one then? Guardians of the Galaxy. It was uh, yeah, John McLaren from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, so that, that's all you motherfuckers. It was great. Who doesn't love Star Lord? I'm right. Yeah, that's all you motherfuckers outvoting me and shit. Come on. Um, <clears throat> that's just because nobody played Returnal. <laughs> Whose fault's that? Is it your fault for not playing or the game's fault for not making Apparently. Get your shit together. Play, play the goddamn return. It's got an easy mode now. It's got co-op. All right. You're going to play? No. <laughs> play return with me. Carry your ass through the game? Yeah. If I'll I... sit in a corner. <laughs> no, that, you. That's not how it works at all. <laughs> that's how it works, man. No, no, no. I'll just dodge and you kill everything. No, I don't think that's co-op at all. That's not cooperative. That's uh, a <laughs> carry, dude. Just, yeah. yeah. No. That's... I do the thing where I stay alive and you do the thing where you kill everything. Yeah. That... <laughs> You'd have to start by staying alive. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Got him. We equally hard things to do. <laughs> uh, Press Start writes, Max Payne 1 and 2 are being remade into a single game. Romney Games has announced that they will remake both Max Payne 1 and 2, the fall of Max Payne, in a new agreement with Rockstar Games. The two titles will be remade as one title that will release using Control's engine for PS5, PC, and Xbox Series X. Max Payne was known and loved for its bullet time gameplay mechanic, which was a special power that allowed everything around them to slow down, which allowed for unique gameplay opportunities. Quote from Sam Hauser, founder of Rockstar, says, We are thrilled when our longtime friends at Remedy approached us about remaking the original Max Payne games. We are massive fans of the work that Remedy team has created over the years, and we can't wait to play these new versions. Um, CEO of Remedy, Tero Vitra, said, Max Payne has always held a special place in our hearts of everyone at Remedy. We know that millions of fans worldwide feel the same. We're hugely excited to be working with our partners at Rockstar Games once again for the chance to bring the story, action, and atmosphere of the original Max Payne games back to players in new ways. Um, so this is obviously years away, but um, do you know anything about Max Payne? Never played them? Know any, like, no, I, pl- uh, I own Max Payne, but I never played it. My brother was the one who loved, wanted to play it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I understand. It's like It was a very influential game during that period, and like... It brought in the the bullet time that was in the Matrix, you know, noir story. I think the interesting thing, the thing that I think is probably <laughs> missing from this article is Sam Lake wrote the first two Max Payne games yeah. and is now the creative director of Remedy. So that's where the connection comes from. And obviously, Remedy approached Rockstar about remaking these games. So that's quite interesting, I think. I Yeah, I, I don't know... How the fuck they're doing so much at the same time is the part that confuses me. Yeah, so most. they've got they've got the control sequel. Mm-hmm. They've got a game called Condor, mm-hmm. which they're doing for five oh five games. They're doing a game called Vanguard. Uh and then they're also doing this Max Payne game. And, and Alan Wake 2. Yeah, I was about to say. And Alan Wake 2. Which is about to is next year. 
on top of just doing the the single player for Crossfire X. They just did the Crossfire X single player, which apparently is terrible, but um, I'm not going to hold that against them. Um, and they just did the remake of Alan Wake, released last year, end of last year, whenever that was. They just did that as well. Uh, mm-hmm. And that was on top of remastering their own or porting over control for next-gen consoles, doing all the DLC for that. I was like, where are these people sleep? You know what I mean? So, but yeah, deciding the, f- I think the fact that they've decided to do it is just interesting to me because I'm like, Whoa. of all the things they could do. Yeah. I'm like, you've got, en- you've- got enough going on that, like, I don't know why you need to do this. This isn't a necessary no. thing. Not at Especially all. when apparently the financial year deal is that Rockstar will be paid for all their involvement and licensing and publishing things. And then the royalties will flow through till to remedy. Because yeah. Rockstar, so needs it's not money. like, yeah. hey, we need, <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, we we're gonna make this. It's gonna be a cash cow. We're gonna make a bunch of money off it. Uh, no, this is. Uh, it sounds like it's a passion project. So I mean, that's interesting. Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm keen to play it. I've played Max Payne one or two since I was a kid. Um. Played them at my friend's place. I never actually owned them myself. Um, played them at a friend's place. Um, I owned the third one because I brought the third one. Like, I pre-ordered the third one when it came out and I was excited for that, like, based off playing the other two at my friend's. Um, of course, the thing about the third one, though, was the third one was done by Rockstar. Rockstar. It wasn't actually done by Remedy. So um, it's a very different sort of game. Um, you can tell that it's doesn't have the same people behind it. I enjoy Max Payne 3 enough for what it is, but um, definitely a lot different to the, the first two. But um, yeah, I'm just like, in the in the scheme of like where I'd rather Remedy sort of put their... Um, focus. Focus. This is probably at the bottom of the list for me personally. Like, I would much rather them just continue to build up that um, Remedy verse, Supernatural verse, whatever we're calling it. The, con- the control slash Alan Wake universe, universe thing. Um, you may be like, oh, but Max Payne may be related. It's not going to be because they don't own the rights. Like, it's not like... You it's know, not like, hey, we're setting up a new franchise. Yeah. Guess what? When we're making this, expect to see Max Payne 4 sometime in the near future. Yeah. No. no. It's... Yeah. The only reason to do this is, yeah, I guess as you're saying, like a passion project, they really wanted to do it. Maybe Sam really wants this because it's like his... That was the baby... I mean, the character's literally based on his likeness. Um, yeah. That's the whole thing. So, I don't know. Like, But anyway, it was a random announcement. I don't know how they're finding time. Yeah. But cool. Um, talk about other random announcements we got this week. Uh, Kotaki <laughs> Reich's Reich, writings, anyway. Uh, Monkey Island returns with a new game from original creators later this year. Uh, in Walker writes, Monkey Island, the iconic click and point adventure series developed by genre heavyweights, Ron Gilbert, David Grossman, and Tim Schafer is coming back to life in 2022 with Return to Monkey Island. Badiat Gilbert and Grossman are in charge once again, ending a 30 year absence from the franchise they helped create. Return to Monkey Island is said to ignore every Monkey Island game of the last three decades in favor of acting as a direct sequel to 1991's Monkey Island 2. LeChuck's Revenge. Seeing as LeChuck's Revenge was the last Monkey Island game with Gilbert and Grossman's direct involvement. It only makes sense that they'd want to resolve the installment's cliffhanger ending. It should be noted that Murray, 
the talking skull in the trailer below, first appeared in 1977's The Curse of Monkey Island, colloquially known as Monkey Island 3. So Return doesn't toss everything from the games released after the Little Shucks revenge into the garbage. Gilbert eventually backed this up on Twitter saying that Curse will remain canon to the overall Monkey Island plot. Uh, the heavy lifting of Monkey Island 2 will be handled by Gilbert Studio Terrible Toy Box alongside indie mainstay Devolver Digital and original Monkey Island publisher Lucasfilm Games. Gilbert found a terrible toy box with Maniac Mansion co-designer Gary, uh, Gary Winnick in 2013 to develop Thimbleweed Park, which former Kotaku reporter Jason Schreier described as, at the time of release, as a Maniac Mansion meets Twin Peaks. Um, what do, you, do you have any um, nostalgia berries for... Or anything when it comes to sort of like point clicks in general, no. or even Monkey Island. No, okay. not really. Um, I think I had like the demo on a disc, maybe mm. uh, back when demos for PC was like a thing, a massive thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but like point and click wasn't really my thing. Like, even I think I I remember playing the demo for Grim Fandango a bunch of times and then being very disappointed that it's like it just ends out of nowhere. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, those weren't sort of the games that I was uh, into as a kid. So, I mean, but I mean, I've always had a slight interest. It's like I, I'd always wanted to play the the Broken Sword games. Those looked interesting. Um, and yeah, this looks interesting. I've heard nothing but good things about Thumble- Thimbleweed Park. It's on my Steam wish list. Uh, apparently, it's on sale for, from an email I saw the other day. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. It, it, it's cool that obviously they're going back to the, this property. They're doing the Halloween treatment where they're just getting rid of all the bad sequels. Uh, and yeah, just I, I listened to the kind of funny games daily the other day where uh, Jared Petty talked about it lovingly. So hey, hearing someone with that much passion talk about it, it kind of makes you more interested in it, I think. So. Um, yeah, I think if you're of a certain age, or like you grew up playing these when you were a lot younger. They, I know that they have such a like um, magical element to them, uh, like the characters, the writing, all that sort of stuff. Um, I've played them. I like them. I definitely don't have that same sort of. Um, I don't have any nostalgia berries going for the franchise. Um, mm. I definitely appreciate it. I like. I put it in that category of played it. It was fine moved on with my life um that's probably when i was catching up on a lot of the, <laughs> the lucasfilm stuff um yeah maybe when i was in yeah it would have been like maybe mid high school like i don't know um but the yeah i i think it's a very cool announcement just as a um like seeing these people who you know invented pretty much invented or rejigged an, a genre to be what a lot of people would sort of refer to as the the point click most people when people think point click they think they're thinking lucas arts games point click they're not thinking anything prior to that they're not thinking stuff after that you know like it's mm. it's this era of point click that the genre everyone, was there yeah the yeah. the genre was that um and that, like them coming back to it i think is really cool um everyone being involved who uh, like you can be like well you don't have any tim schafer it's like that's fine like Tim Schafer's off doing his Sorry. own thing. It's not like he's. It's not like he's in a. He's in a corner somewhere, like not having work. Like Tim Schafer's okay. We don't need to worry about Tim Schafer. <laughs> like no. Um, he, he, I mean, he's, he's been over there making modern versions of this, really. Yeah, and I mean, even non-modern versions. He did um, uh, 
Yeah, he did um, Broken Ro- Broken Broken Roads. Broken Roads. Broken yeah. Age. Broken Age. Sorry, Broken Age. Yes, uh, he did that, and that was like a that was like a he's go going back to the well of his days at Lu- Lucas Arts. So um, that was the Kickstarter game, of course. So yeah. um, yeah, I, d- I definitely feel like I never played the. You know how they did those remasters on consoles? Um, yeah, I think like well, PS3 era. I think maybe like a bunch of times. Yeah, whatever the the more like. recent ones were. Um, I've never like dove into those, but this announcement had me being like, um, oh, you know, like maybe, maybe I don't know how far away this is. Maybe I'll have time in the like this could be a year or two away. Fucked if I know. Um, at least a year, mm. I'd say, surely. But um, you know, maybe I'll have time. Those games aren't super long. Um, I would definitely just follow a guide. Um. Not, <laughs> not wholly, but like if I got stuck on something, I definitely wouldn't just for the sake of time. I'd be like, All right, what do I do? Like, what, what am I? What stupid fucking? I mean, that's the. That's... I know that's what's stupid of... combination of items. Yeah, what stupid to combination? Too. Yeah, yeah, and that's sort of one of my. I definitely prefer these days the point click. Like, I like a good point and click adventure game. I definitely like my anything that comes out now. I need that shit to not be as. The, the way they used to make them like or i need obtuse, like a, yeah. i need a hint button or something like i just don't have like there was such an obtuse but, nature to but them Dylan, that, you've like, got the internet now so i mean that's the i don't want to fucking internet i want to play them on launch day and just like be able to try and figure it out myself and if i get smart if enough, i get sick yeah. of it i just want to be able to click a button and the game's like here's a clue here's a second clue here it is idiot <laughs> and if at the third time you can't get it it's like here's what you gotta do like just spell it out for me that's like i just feel like it's such an easy system for these games where it's like and if people want to like bang their head against the wall, they can. If other people don't want to, then they don't have to. So, um, yeah, this I think this is really cool news for for fans, um, especially for the genre because I feel like this could be a, a big, um, mm. you know, it's a heavy hitter for the genre. Not to say the genre is dead. There's obviously I always mean, no, games yeah. in the genre. Uh, Leah over at Games Hub put out a good article that I read the other day about a bunch of things to get you excited for uh, the new game with a bunch of like more modern Tapes games in stuff. there. So. Yeah. I mean, there's always like, there's always some. Like, you look on Steam, there's always some yeah. point click um, stuff coming. In I game. mean, as long, I mean, we like to say certain genres are dead, but no genre is truly dead. No, for sure. Um, and usually only in- disco. Yes, only disco is dead. And even then, just <laughs> <laughs> to say, um, every time there's like some of those Steam Next Fest or you know whatever, there's always like a, a, yeah. a bunch of point clicks too. Yeah. So. Um, most of those are on my wish list and probably haven't come out to be honest. Or they did, and I completely <laughs> missed them, and they went. But yeah, yeah, that's what usually happens. So. Usually happens, unfortunately. Um, let's get into the metaverse. So, PC gamer writes Lego and Epic announced long-term partnership to shape the future of the metaverse. The Lego Group has announced a long-term partnership with Epic Games with the purported aim at making the nebulous concept for an imagined future, uh, imagined future internet, safe and fun for children and families. They say in the joint statement released earlier today, the two companies expressed their intention to quote team up and build an immersive, creatively, <laughs> creatively inspiring and engaging digitally experience for kids of all ages to enjoy. End quote. This experience, they claim, will quote give kids access to tools that empower them to become confident creators and deliver amazing play opportunities in a safe and positive space. End quote. Neither Lego nor Epic offer much information about what this experience will look like, but child safety online is heavily emphasized throughout the announcement. Lego Group CEO Niels B. Christensen states that, quote, we have a responsibility to make digital play safe. 
while CEO Tim Sweeney said, quote, he's excited to build a space in the metaverse that's fun, entertaining, and made for families and kids, uh, end quote. The announcement also lists three principles that will guide the development of Lego and Epic's planned experience, which are to protect children's rights to play by self-guiding and well-being a priority, safeguard children's privacy of putting their best interests first, and empower children and adults with tools that give them control over their digital experience. What the fuck do you make of any of this, Ash? I mean, it, it, now it makes sense why they took building out of Fortnite. They don't want conflict of interest, <laughs> right? Okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. I don't know. Seems like a, a, well, you know, a company getting in bed with Lego, like as a licensing agreement, that makes sense. But, you know, what what's the plan? Are they making, don't they have a game called Lego Worlds or something in which, you know, Minecraft-esque? They do, like, I believe, yes. I don't know what the, what the future of this means, really. No, neither. Seems like a bunch of buzzwords and... Legal mumbo jumbo, and it, it seems like Epic is screaming, "Think about the children." Pretty and much. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I, I, I. It's just gonna is is like is this inside? Like, is this a thing? Like, because I get confused. What they like? What's considered the metaverse? Because they always talk about the metaverse as like everything, but I'm like, it's just it's Fortnite, right? I mean, if the entire metaverse is Lego. I'd be okay with that. What if it's just Lego Fortnite? Isn't it? Already? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, what if it's literally just like the, like, let's just take what everything. The, I mean, what if the metaverse is just, you know, the world of the Lego movie? I'd be okay with that. That'd be pretty meta. Would. <laughs> <laughs> Side note. Um... Because reading about this, it had me thinking about. I watched um, uh, the other night. I watched the two people make games of two YouTube videos on um, Roblox, which is quite interesting to watch. Mm. So the first one is just covers how they the way Roblox as a company sort of targets kids to get them to more or less be free labor and like promises them they'll make like a bunch of money. Because Roblox, you can make games. They don't call them games. They call them yes. experiences. And you can make mm. them. And then they promise you'll get rich and make heaps of money. But then they like, there's no like actual discovery tools for finding them. So then they're like, hey, pay us money to like promote your experience. Um, and then like they cover how like even if you do make some money, uh, they pay you in like Roblox credits. And then like by the time you convert it out to actual money, you lose like the majority of it. <laughs> and like, all this stuff. And then they had a follow-up video that was like after Roblox had like tried to be like pull their video down. And anyway, if you want some something interesting <laughs> that sort of not to say that this is how the direction this could go, but if you want something quite interesting to watch about one of the, the world's biggest games, because Roblox is one of the world's biggest games, as much as yeah. a lot of people probably listening to this are like i've never played it it's because it's made for kids it's targeted at kids it's made for and targets kids um however it is massive and um quite often when people come into my work and they're like hey my kid needs a, a tablet or whatever i'm like cool like what are they what do you what do they want to do on it the answer is either Fortnite or roblox like roblox being quite a common answer so mm. um i would suggest checking those videos out um Checking that they're about 30 40 minutes each, but well worth watching. 
Um, Kirby won a grant Grammy. Uh, <laughs> Whoa! Taki writes, "What did you do with it? <laughs> Suck that sucker up! Uh, don't let your memes Put be it straight dreams. in his mouth." Yes, that's right. Don't let your memes be dreams, gamers, because last night Kirby, in the year of our Lord, 2022, won a Grammy. Okay, technically Kirby didn't win a Grammy. That honor goes to Charlie Rosen and Jake Silverman's 8-bit band, a 30 to 65 member orchestra that specializes in jazzy renditions of music from popular video game franchises like Lonely Rolling Star from Katamara Damacy and Snake Eater from Metal Gear Solid 4. Last night they won Best Arrangement Industrial, uh, sorry, industrial, instrumental or a cappella for their rendition of the 1996 Kirby Superstar song, Meta Knight's Revenge. But for the sake of this argument, let's just say Kirby won the Grammy because that's what he deserves. And you know what? I'm down with that. I also think here at Explosion Network, we will forever now put in the history books that Kirby in the year 2022 went up on stage sucked a Grammy up and just fucking fell off stage. <laughs> like, he just turned into a Grammy. Just turned into really a weird. Grammy. He just clunked onto the floor. <laughs> you know what my funniest thing, though, was when I read the story, I was like, that's an award? Like, people can... I've never seen anyone... Win- I mean, Dylan, Grammy. they give Grammys to everybody. <laughs> There's like, I don't know how many awards they give out every year, but it seems like a lot. I mean, that's true, but I've, I don't think I've ever seen, like, people doing, um, you know, remixes and, like... Because, I mean, a lot of people do video game remixes and stuff. And, I mean, a lot of them are very good. So, um, when this award happened, I was like, oh, people can win Grammys for that shit? Right on. You know? So that's cool. I'm down for that. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize that they, they could, though. Which is kind of cool, because, you know... The, the amount of times I do listen to video game remixes and be like, this shit's a bop. This shit's a banger. Now I know that some of that shit could win Grammy Awards. So good on you, Kirby. And also Charlie Rosen and Jake Silverman's 8-bit band. Okay, so apparently there is, in the genre-specific fields, 86 categories. So... Look, do they have them all on the show, though? <laughs> no. Yeah, fuck no. I don't think they're presenting Best Contemporary Blues Album on the show. Or best remix recording, non-classical. <sighs> it's offensive to all artists everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Epic launches Unreal Engine 5. That was the thing. Uh, you may be like, why do I care, Dylan? It's because... Hey, Dylan. Why do you care? This is a big moment in video game history. Ash and listeners, because in years from now, you'll be like playing all these cool games and you'll be like, man... Like, oh, this all, this all started Unreal that Engine day 5. when everyone got un- access to Unreal Engine 5. Uh, speaking of the game industry.biz, Epic VP of Engineering Nick Penwarden says the release represents Epic's ongoing effort to make Unreal Engine the first choice for creating real-time 3D content, for creating the next generation of content and shared experiences across all mediums, whether it's video games or film or live interactive experiences. Um, the biggest new features included are the Lumen Dynamic Lighting System that eliminates the need for authoring or banking or baking light maps and the native Virtual Live Micro Polygon Geometry System. 
which Penn Warden says would allow for high polygon source assets without needing to worry about polygons and draw cold budget. I've no idea what the last part means. Um, <clears throat> so the things you would have seen so far, epic. The Matrix Awakens demo thing. Everyone played that? Everyone saw the video mm-hmm. of that? Everyone talked about it? I don't know. We talked about it on here. That's epic. They put this out. Everyone's got access to it now. Epic Games has released a list of studios using Unreal Engine 5. Among them are Crystal Dynamics for the next Tomb Raider game. So we've got a brand new Tomb Raider game on the way. Crystal Dynamics is coming back. They're working in it on Unreal Engine 5. CG Project Red recently announced the next Witcher game. They announced that they are working the next Witcher game in Unreal Engine 5, not in their own engine that they did the last one in. Um, other studios using the latest engine include Obsidian and Ninja Theory, Devolver, Remedy, Sumo Digital, Supermassive, and more. There's a massive um, list of studios that they've posted in this sort of breakout um, sheet thing here. PlayStation VR 2 is just listed here. PlayStation, People Can Fly, Remedy. Um, who else can I spot here? CG Project, where said them. The Initiative, they're a real studio that's definitely going to release something. In Exile, Double Fine. <laughs> Uh, Rebel Wolves, Idols Montreal, Light Force Games, 2K, Gearbox, Smallgate, uh, Play Dead, Chinese Room, yep, uh, Tencent Games, Ninja Theory, Sumo Digital. Yeah, look, long story short, uh, this is a big moment, I think, like cementing, like when this released the other day, when it was like, hey, uh, Unreal Engine 5 is now available. If you want to make a game in that, go for fucking gold. Um, definitely like timestamp that in the calendar because if you don't pay any attention to the games industry, you, sure, cool, cool story, good for you. But all, most games are made in Unreal Engine 4 um, because it's the easiest apparently to learn. Um, it's the easiest to get yep. access to. And you money-wise, I can't remember the exact split, but it's like you can use it for free. Um, and then once you until you earn a certain yeah, amount of money, and then once you earn over X amount of money, then you have to pay Epic whatever it is. I I don't know a percentage. Yeah, I don't know how it works out, but it's the reason a lot of people use it is because it's generally considered a great engine by most people. Yeah. It's considered a very good fucking game engine. It's also free. It's also easy to learn. Also, doesn't cause a bunch of issues. Uh, the fact that a lot of people are switching over to this one um, says a lot. Um, I do recall last year when they did the event where they revealed it. We talked about it then. They def- they showed off a demo that yep. that woman in the canyon or whatever. Um, yeah, I think it was like a delayed GDC yeah. presentation. Yeah, and yeah. I was showing out the amount the amount of sort of uh, like stuff they could have on the screen and talking about ray tracing and all these other. The lighting was the main thing um, that they talked about here, the lack of like not having yep. to um, have uh, lighting maps and um, stuff like that. Whatever else that other thing they talked about, which I didn't understand. Good for people who do that understand that. That's cool. Um, but yeah, I definitely feel like this is a cool sort of moment. Um, yeah. It's not just the big stuff, but it is also like, you know. I think it's 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 a lot of little stuff. Yeah. Like from what I understand, it's like it could potentially like speed up development uh, because they'll have like a, like a bunch of trees that you can insert into your game super easily, um, that, so you don't have somebody making every single individual. <clears throat> and that tree. was the, that was the other thing with the Matrix demo. It's like it's cool for people like us to play it, but the other part of that demo was you could open up the options and like play around with a bunch of things, flicking them off and on. And the idea was yeah. for people who are developers, being like, "Look, this shit's easy. Like, we, we mm. you can just flick this off and on. It's a toggle. Done. 
mm. Dunskis. So, yeah, it definitely, um, that's something else. And look, they could be talking out their ass. This could all be totally wrong. But yeah, what you said, I think, is the, the main thing I've seen a lot of people, like developers or whatever, like tweeting out saying this is cool, like speeding up development, um, making things that take tedious tasks in game development that take a lot of time, mm. speeding those up and getting to spend more time focused on narrative, actual creative elements of the gameplay, not gameplay, fucking yeah. repetitive ass. Grunt work. Yeah, bullshit tasks that developers don't want to spend their time on, which is really cool if that is true and if that's what the, yeah. the cool takeaway is. Like, if that's, that's the way it works out, that's awesome. That's the sort of stuff that um, innovation in the industry that will help uh, developers and um, gamers get the most out of um, their games because yeah. you'll get stuff faster, you get stuff with less crunch because people don't have to do it to solve problems because the engine's... Speeding, speeding up, up and, you know, so. As long as, you know, developers don't speed up their timetables, you know, to compensate. Yeah. But I, I, look, it's funny because we always on here talking about, like, don't crunch, don't crunch, don't crunch. But I'm also, like, sometimes when a, a sequel to a game takes, like, five, six years, I'm like, sometimes I'm like, that's just too long. Like, I'm not saying, like, crunch yeah. to get it out, but, like, I'm just saying, like. No, it's like, wow. It's like. Yeah. It's like Horizon recently. Yeah. It's like the five years between games. It's it like, felt very long. It's like who's this? Who's this dude with the mohawk? Because mm-hmm. most movies, and look, and you could be like, oh, but Dylan, years ago, Star Wars took it did. Like, look, yes, years ago, Star Wars sequels took longer to come out, movies took longer to make. But you know what the thing is? Movies take a lot less time to make. You know, it takes a long time to make games. Like games are sort of at the, games yeah. being the younger yeah. medium, unfortunately, takes longer. But I'm hoping the technology can speed up faster, and that's where things like Unreal um, can hopefully sort of uh, blend that in. Because the funny thing is, like. You're talking about like how fast they make stuff now. It's like you look at something, they're actually using Unreal. <laughs> like they're using Unreal yeah. on like The Mandalorian and shit. In movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, movies, TV shows are using that to help speed up their process. So I'm like, okay, so if the movie and TV industry is using gaming technology to speed up their process, why aren't, <laughs> why isn't the gaming industry able to speed up their process? Um, and just, yeah, it's, it's not about having people work more. It's just like, I'm like, there's a thing where I'm like, five, six years for a game, I'm going to completely forget what happened. Um, people lose all the momentum. And that's the, the only movie franchise that's coming out with that same sort of problem now is Avatar. Avatar's about to come out with six, six yeah, like six sequels lined up or whatever, and it's going to pop up. And That's not true. There's so many, so many <laughs> like sequels to movies that are like 50, 60 years old. Maybe not that much, but I'm a very long time between movies. Most not, though. But we're not getting the... Yeah, in video games, you're not getting, like, the every two years that we were potentially getting no. PS2, PS3 era. No. But i got to be honest, I would much prefer... like, And this is nothing to do, again, with the working hours, but I'm just saying, like, big picture what I would prefer. So if I'm looking at, like, a franchise, like, say, Uncharted or Last of Us, I prefer that shit to come out, like, say, every two to three years, get that trilogy done, move on. You know? I mean, that's the case where you need to plan for that beforehand. Yeah. You need to have the creative team, a, a second creative team working on the second one yeah. as the first one is finishing. It's like a very, I mean, if you plan it out, you could do it, but like, it's not that simple. It's just hard because games are a way different beast to, to movies. Yeah. But because games totally are getting more closer to movies where the narrative is becoming such a bigger element that we play the games for, it is that thing where, you know, they take five, six years like Horizon and I'm like, who the fuck are these characters? I forgot who half these people were. And the difference between that and the movie is like, say Horizon was a movie and it came out five, six years later, I'll go, I'll just do a rewatch. Chuck it on, 90 minutes, 
I'm good. Game. Yeah. I don't have the 20 hours to replay it's the a fucking passive game. Experience, yeah, yeah. It's like it's not the same. As yeah. opposed to an active. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's just not exactly. No, the same. I mean it's, it's it's the same in books. It's like you know some authors can like pump them out like constantly. Whereas George R. George R. R. Martin is like ten years. It's going to be forever. Yeah. Thank God I stopped reading those fucking books. Jesus Christ. Don't even that. Wait till it's finished. Not even that. Some no, ghostwriter. Yeah. Probably gonna happen. I um yeah, been sick, right? Home bed. What have you been playing doing? Fuck all really, to be honest. But I'll I'll talk about what I have what? been playing. You, you can't you can't play heavy intense video games when you got coronavirus? Um at least my experience answer is no. Cause I did not have the energy or the motor skills. Um or the willpower. <laughs> I don't know. Um so it was only in the last couple the uh, last couple of days I actually started being like, I can play my switch. Um so I was playing my switch. And I, I dove back into Pokemon. What have one I've been playing? Fuck, which one do I have? Oh. <laughs> I don't even remember which one I'm playing. Uh, That's Arceus? No, 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 no. Sword? Pearl. Pearl? Yeah. <laughs> the new one? Yeah, like, uh, Shining Pearl. The Brilliant Pearl? Yeah. Shining Shining Pearl. Brilliant Diamond, whatever they are. I honestly couldn't remember which one I had when I had though. I was like, because when I went to, J- I don't remember if I told the story. When I, when I got it at JB Hi-Fi when it came out, like October last year or whenever it was, I just mm. like woke up. I'm like, there was none on the shelf. So I'm like, do you have any Pokemon behind the shelf? She's like, oh, I think we've got a couple left. They nearly sold out. I was like, holy fuck. Um, but I was like, she's like, what do you want? I'm like, whatever. Like, whichever one you find first. So that's why every time I forget which one I've got. I'm like, what the fuck am I playing? Like, <laughs> I know like which franchise. It, like, like, I know it's Pearl or Diamond, but I can never remember um, <laughs> which which one it is. Anyway, because um, I, I started playing it when it came out last year. Um, yes. I got like three, four badges in, maybe halfway. Um, stopped playing it because it was the end of last year, and you know, all of a sudden there was best of year stuff. I had other stuff to try and play, watch. Typical Dylan excuse. Anyway, I dove back into this because I was like, I was going to play Arceus, but I was like, eh, I finished that. Maybe I'll try and finish up something else like that I've got to play. Um, and I was nearly going to dive back into Sword because I never finished that either. <laughs> but I was like, nah, fuck it. I want to. I want to play. Um, I want to play this because I, I was. I'm getting into the lore of this. Uh, this timeline now after playing Arceus because that's the thing. Like, I'm playing. I, I did them sort of backwards. Most people playing Arceus, they're like. They already know the, the the world, you know? So they're probably getting a lot of the references as they're playing Arceus. Meanwhile, I'm doing it this way. I'm playing through uh, Pearl Diamond for the first time, going, ooh, this is that place from Arceus. And there, there are, like, some cool, like, I'm like, ooh, ooh, I get the... What, because this is set in the same region? It's the same region, but Arceus is set, you know, however many hundreds of years prior or whatever the... Yeah. <clears throat> the go there is. And it's called a different region then and whatever. But there, there's like some places and like some, uh, just the general lay of the land, like sort of uh, season-wise and stuff like that. But there's one main area in both games where I'm like, ah, that's cool. I like how that's connected. Um, and they have connecting factors like Pokemon and um, team-wise. Like te- uh, the, Galac- <coughs> the Galaxy team in Arceus, it's who you're working for. It's so like when you show up, and then you get, they're like, hey, come work for us. We're trying to build the Pokedex, blah, 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 blah. That's, that's, uh, team, the Galaxy team. Um, who are the bad guys in the, the Diamond and Pearl game? 
which is the funny thing. Like you, they're the good guys in Arceus. They're the bad guys in this game. Um, they like they took a real yeah. swerve into the dirt there. You, at some point, you live long <laughs> enough to become the villain yeah. is what it's a serious case of. Yeah. So, so which star did you get? Piplop. Piplop. Okay. Yeah. Piplop. I don't think it's a bad choice in the, that bunch. I don't know. Well, the, the other thing I've been enjoying about this game is, I don't know if I told this story before, but the, the, I probably have, but it doesn't really matter. It's not important. Um, but the, um, this is the one I dived off on. So I feel like I've sort of rekindled my, um, I've reconnected my my yeah. Pokemon Lost Pass. You're overcoming what, yeah. Reconnecting with where you dropped off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So th- this is the, the franchise. The, these are the two that came out. And I don't know if I ever said why. Have I ever said, have I ever told you why? No, I just assumed you got your like, fucking Pokemon. Don't like baby games anymore. No, because I would have been around. It's all the same. I would have been around that age. So I don't know what age I would have been when this came out. I was definitely in high school, right? But I was definitely, I was also not, I would have never said. So they released 2006. Uh, Grade eight, maybe? Does it probably sound about right? Yeah, I think that's about right. Mm. I think grade eight. That's my guesstimate. Um, the so they came out. Now, what happened in my family was, ever since I was a, a wee lad, um, I would get one Pokemon game at Christmas. My brother would get the the other one at Christmas. Right, my brother's two years younger than me. Um, so the year that Silver Gold came out, I got Silver. He got Gold. Right, you get you get the you get the gist. Um, yeah. This one comes out. We're opening Christmas presents. I'm fully expecting to open a Pokemon game. Just how it works. I open all my presents. I open all my presents. No Pokemon game. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, well. My brother comes out. Now, he slept in. Brother comes out. He begins opening his presents. Wait, 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 wait. You open your presents before your brother came out? No, no, no. I opened all my presents. My parents were there. He slept in for some reason because he was a shit of a child at this point. And my parents let him sleep in. Um, they wanted him up. They just didn't want to wait longer because it was already... We had to leave for my grandparents. You know, like... Oh, okay. So they were like, just do your presents. Like, if he misses out, he misses out. Sort of that attitude. Uh, they were there, though. That was important. My, my parents okay, were there. Yeah. You were allowed to. I was allowed to. <laughs> Although I have opened my presents without being allowed to when I was younger as well. Um, quick side story. <laughs> the year I got my Game Boy, um, I actually, like... Um, I wake up at like five o'clock or whatever, as you do as a, as a kid, because you're like, fuck yeah, Santa. And I like walked out and I um, unwrapped. Um, there was, they'd asked for my pocket money in the lead up to this Christmas. And like I gave it to them. And they said I was going to use it to buy me something I needed or wanted. Um, I used to get $5 a month or for a week. No, $5 mm. a week. My pop would give it. Uh, five, no, $5 a fortnight. Sorry, $5 a fortnight when we'd go down and visit him. He'd give me five bucks. Save it for like a year. So I must have had, I don't know, maybe a hundred bucks or something like that. Fuck knows how much I had. As a child, I have no idea of the concept of money. Anyway, they took it all off me. They said they were going to buy me something. Um, they brought me the Harry Potter uh, Game Boy game, which I've talked about on a podcast somewhere before as like really good fucking game, which it is. Um, they brought me that, but I opened that present because I was like, this is my money. Like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. and then I walk into their room, wake them up. I'm like, yeah, thanks for getting this. Yeah, good use of my money. And I just remember my mum being like, you've opened it? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, thanks. <laughs> like, you can't open presents. And I, I remember just being like, well, it wasn't a present. It was my money, wasn't it? Like, <laughs> 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 Fucking 
Yeah, try tell me yeah, that it was a try tell me it was my a long pocket time purchase. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is a surprise purchase. That's yeah, fucking bullshit. The original loot box. It it really was. It really was. Um, yeah. So um, my brother comes out. He's opening his presents. Opens one. What's he got? He's got a Pokemon game. I'm like motherfucker. Like I, I'm thinking, man. My fucking mom must have been like. I'm thinking she must have done what you're saying. Uh, he's too old. Doesn't want him anymore. I was disappointed. Just see my disappointment two seconds later when he opens up the other fucking game. <laughs> so that year he got both. Now. You got zero. I got zero. Now, I knew at the time Santa Claus fucked up, right? Because <laughs> someone <laughs> put the wrong tag on something. Someone has, yeah. Because there's absolutely no reason for him to uh, get both. When the only difference is, you know, they're Pokemon games. There's, you get a couple different. You get a couple different Pokemon, you get different uh, legendary. That's the same, right? That's how they work for you. Um, I never said anything because I was trying to be a good boy. It's Christmas. Although I s- held on to this thought and I've held on to this memory so much so that when these ones came out last year, I actually went and showed my mum. <laughs> I was like, see this? <laughs> the Switch game. Was- She's like, yeah. I'm like, I had to buy that myself this year. This is the game you're never going to be for Christmas. <laughs> and I mean, did they did they ever admit it? Well, no. She was like, "What the fuck do you mean?" And I explained the story to her exactly like as it went. And for a while, she was like, "No, nah, no, nah, that wouldn't happen." And then when I got to the part where I'm like, "And then he opened two, and I reckon," and I told it similar to this, where I'm like, "And Santa fucked up." And then I could just see in her face that she was like processing. And then she was like, "I think Santa." may have had a few too many drinks the night before. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like... So "Mm." so the end of the condensed version of this story is Santa fucked you, so you didn't play Pokemon anymore. I mean, it is actually. That's legit why. Like, the the only reason I stopped is because of that. And then by the time time the next one came out, I was like, I'm over it. Fuck Pokemon. What's the point? I don't know the story anymore. I don't know what's happening. Like, I'm over this shit. You know? So that, that is the reason I dropped off. It, was, it wasn't actually by choice. Um, life uh, yeah. finds a way. Um, to fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> to fuck me, yeah, consistently. Um, the funniest part was I made her feel so bad that she offered to actually pay for that game last year. And I was like, no, <laughs> mum, it's fine. Um, <laughs> I kept bringing it up. I think I was at, was at, um, was at like a family dinner thing, uh, Christmas or whatever. Mm. And then like my nana papa sitting around. I'm like, did I ever tell you about the time mum didn't give me a Christmas present? Like, <laughs> <laughs> just, just. I mean, the question is: Did you get something of your brother's that you weren't meant to? No, I didn't. I didn't. That's the thing. No, you just got extra. Okay. He still has them. I went and asked him. Um, Christmas. I was like, "Do you still have these?" Christmas last year. Yeah. He's like, "I still got them." Yeah. One of them was mine. You fucking cunt. Um. <laughs> 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 anyway, um, yeah, I've been playing that game <laughs> that I. Uh, I haven't played for years of my life. It's pretty good, eh? It's not bad. Yeah. Um, definitely good. It's definitely a good sick game, Pokemon. I'll tell you what. Like, you know, chill. Doesn't require too much attention. You know, old school Pokemon vibes. Yep. Just hit the mood. Hit the mood. I haven't actually finished hit it as damage. of recording. I will note that. I'm up to the third battle of the Elite Four. So, yeah, I'm just preemptively mm. being like, about to become master. You know what I mean? About to become big boy. Big boy trainer. Um, but that's good. So now I'm like, cool. Am I like, <laughs> am I attempting to finish all the Switch Pokemon games I buy and never actually finish? Because now if I if I finish this one, sh- 
I'm thinking. Should, should I just go finish sword? Probably, right? Probably should. I feel like that's my that's that's going to be my um that's my my task for myself. I feel is to go finish yeah. sword because the thing is, right? I like Pokemon games. I start these Pokemon games, and I don't stop playing them because I don't like them. I stop playing them because I'm like, I got other shit to do. Something happens. Yeah, I got, I got other stuff. I like priorities. Priorities find a way. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I I really liked Arceus this year. Really, obviously, really quite enjoyed that. Probably going to go back to that eventually again because it's still like side quests and Pokemon to catch. And you know, I, I'm I'm in no rush. You know, I'm, I'm happy to, to dip back into yeah. that game. I'm sure there'll be DLC and stuff. Anyway, it's it's fine. I'm happy to dip back dip back into that world. But yeah, I'm like I'm gonna finish this one off now. Maybe I dip back in the sword and then I'm good. You know, I finished all of the uh, the switch. You be ready for the next was, one? Yeah, I'm ready for the next one. I'm like a hundred percent completed all. Well, not a hundred percent. I've completed all the Switch Pokemon games. If I go do sword, so that's pretty cool. I also watched a video. I'll shout out this video because it was fucking. It was also one of the most convoluted things I've watched in a while, but I also quite enjoyed it. Now let me find it so I can shout it. It's by this YouTube channel called Commonwealth Realm. I watched this this morning. It goes for 58 minutes, 33 seconds. It's called The Complete Pokemon Timeline with Legends Arceus. Because I was like, like I had, a, I had a rough idea of how convoluted the Pokemon Timeline can get, right? I was like, no, nah, I need someone to like put Arceus and everything into perspective for me. Perspective. Let me see if there's a video. Of course there's a video. I watched this thing. Oh my fucking god! I t- <laughs> do you know anything about the Pokemon timeline at all? Like, how much you do? You, do you know anything about like what's considered like? It no. is a fucking nightmare, Cause, especially because if you play these games and you don't pay any attention to the story, you're good. The second you try and pay any attention to the story, multiverse, not just and not just fake multiverses. Ash, I'm talking about the game makes multiverses like it's canon. Like there are multiverses. If the multiverses. This video is like, here's this canon timeline where this thing happens, and then there's another timeline where this thing happens. Does Arceus fit in here? Who knows? Where Sword and Shield take place? We haven't quite figured it out yet. Do all this shit. Anyway, it's like an hour long. I'd suggest watching it. It was good fun. Pokemon. Anyway, that's what I've been playing. <laughs> I forgot what the fuck we were talking about. How we got here. What podcast this was? Um, okay, catch. Where I was. Forgot it all. I'm done talking, so I'm probably going to end that episode now. because I think I'm... Uh, becoming too uh too much this is just the most talking i've done in a week a week it's fucking killing me i tell you anyway that'll do it for this week's episode of arcade couch let us know any comments questions concerns uh if you got fucked out of pokemon at christmas if you watch that pokemon video let me know um how do you feel about the pokemon timeline all these things you can let me know on twitter or our discord explosionnetwork.com slash twitter takes you to all of our twitter handles you can follow and tweet at us explosionnetwork.com slash discord takes you to our discord server you can join and talk to us over there about anything uh pop culture gaming related whatever if you like this episode and thought it was worth a dollar head on over to explosionnetwork.com slash support drop as little as a dollar to support the podcast and the website and until next week same time same couch Goodbye.